Hey, yes, Jesuits, if you love listening to the podcast as much as we love making it, we'd like to ask you to support the show however you can. We have launched a Buy Me a Coffee page where you can make a one-time contribution to keep the show running. And if you really, really, really love us, please consider becoming a monthly sponsor. Links to Buy Me a Coffee and becoming a monthly sponsor are in our show notes and on our website, yesjesuspod.com. If you can't donate right now, please, please consider leaving us a review on Apple and Spotify podcasts, following us on social media, and sharing us with a friend. All of these things help us to bring you new episodes. So, to all the zaddies and mama bears and everyone out there who already subscribes and support us, thank you so much. We seriously could not do this without you. And now, without further ado, on to the show. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another flag-waving episode of Yes, Jesus! I'm Daniel Franzese, your flag friend, and I'm here with my flaggy bestie. <laughs> the biggest flag of them all, Azariah Southworth. Oh, so proudly she waves. Because <laughs> uh, here at Yes, Jesus, we believe... Our parents, friends, and allies are a gift from God. Mama bears have been around for a long, long time. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they are our soldiers. So we thank you for your service, Mama bears. We, we are going to be talking about PFLAG, Parents P-flag. and Friends of Lesbians and Gays. Love. Oh, and their churchy origins. Yeah, right after we get to some... I feel like we've only been sharing the bad news lately, so we need to share some good news. Or at least some... We love the good news. <laughs> well, this is an op-ed that was published in the New York Times. Yes, the paper of record, darling. I might have appeared <laughs> in it once or twice myself. <laughs> Listen to this title. Same-sex marriage is a religious freedom. Okay, that's a message I could get behind. Who wrote this? What did he say? Tell me more. <laughs> the op-ed was written by the Reverend Stephen Polycus, an Episcopal priest in Brooklyn. And it is clear in the op-ed that Reverend Polycus is one of those gay priests. He's a homosexual, mm-hmm. don't you know? And he talks about officiating at weddings for other people, but then how it was a completely different experience when he was standing in front of the altar with his husband. Mm, Polycus, an Episcopal priest in Brooklyn. Say that three times fast. (laughs) Polycus, an Episcopal priest in Brooklyn. Uh, Reverend Polycus talks about the odd position he's in as a faith leader who performs illegal functions. So here's a quote from his op-ed. Marriage, perhaps the most personal public institution, uncomfortably straddles the divide between religion and state. At the conclusion of every wedding I officiate, I sign both the church register and the state-issued marriage license. The Supreme Court's 2015 ruling in Oberfeld v. Hodges, which requires states to perform and recognize same-sex marriage, is reflected on affirmation of marriage equality that was already taking place in religious institutions. Mm -hmm. Today, same-sex marriage is a fully integrated part of some 15 religious traditions, including most mainline Protestant churches and three prominent Jewish movements, claiming millions of members throughout the country. That's right. Reverend Polycus is really worried that anti-LGBTQ activists want to take away his religious freedom to perform weddings for same-sex couples and even go after his own marriage. He names all the old villains and name honey, the names honey, <laughs> the alliance defending freedom justice mm. samuel Alito, and even hobby mm-hmm. lobby but he old ends, hobby lobby <laughs> oh that old gal 
But he ends with a call for all of us queer LGBTQ people. Listen to this. But one thing should be clear to those of us whose religious faith affirms the godly dignity of LGBTQ people. We should never cede the ground of religious freedom. Even school children know that the Bill of Rights prevents the state from showing favor to one religion over another. Mm. Why should her religion be favored over mine? I have faith that if we keep asking these basic questions, eventually the ground will shift and our religious freedoms and the responsibility of those who don't share them, share them to accept and tolerate them will be impossible to ignore. Take note, Mike Pence. Do you hear that, Mike Pence? You hear Mike Pence? Are you listening? <laughs> um, Azzy, the thing that sticks out to me the most out of that is that it's basic questions. We're just asking exactly. for basic, fundamental rights. And they're the and ones that have to come up with all of these mental gymnastics to explain why we shouldn't <laughs> have these basic, fundamental yeah, rights. Explain away, you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, that's what it is. It's, it sounds just like a bunch of... A bunch of, well, I hate to say this on this show, but bull pocket. <laughs> a bunch of bull pocket. Oh my goodness, I've never heard you use such strong language. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was the worst? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, we'll just keep reporting it. You know, it is good news, though. I like to hear a reminder that uh, if we just talk about our basic human freedoms and the basic things that we want to be, that's that's real equality. Absolutely. And if, <laughs> and if you're in Brooklyn... Be sure to check out Reverend Polycus's Episcopalian Church. Look him up. Give him a high five for this wonderful op-ed in the New York Times. Give him some praise or fill in a praise report for him. <laughs> As he was, how was that segue? Was that a segue or a segue? It was this is, there. It was okay. Somewhere well, I'll tell you what. In the realm. I, I'll tell you what. A praise report's a great thing. It's when you feel so good inside. It's when you're bursting with happiness because you Ooh. are just, you know, you are too blessed to be stressed. You are too anointed to be disjointed. Okay. And that's when you have to say, hallelujah, I got to tell everybody. Well, let us know and we'll make a praise report for you on our show. And also the prayer request. If something's a little heavy, if you have an extra burden, we know it's not always easy. Um, if you're feeling something that you just like, hey, I just need my siblings to pray with me, uh, let us know and we'll pray on the air and our listeners will pray for you too. We're going to start out with a prayer request. This comes from Marie. And she is sharing a prayer, not just for her, but for all of us. I am always requesting peace and patience. Seems like these days, most people are lacking both. I am an extreme patient person. Most people know that about me. Maybe this prayer will help some people. This is for your podcast. Proverbs 16.32. God of peace, your word states that it is better to be a patient person than a warrior. It's better to have self-control than to conquer a city. I pray that I hold my peace and remain patient in all things. I declare that I will not react out of emotion. Instead, I will reflect and wait before I act. Patience is better to have than power. So, Lord, help me remain patient. Amen. I like that. I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Marie. I honestly, I always pray for strength and patience. That's like something that I don't think comes natural to me as a gay or an Italian 
or a northerner or a, a musical theater kid or any of the other attributes that go to me. I am a loud, anxious person. And um, it, takes, it takes a lot of reverence and care to turn that around. And I think I've done a lot of work on that. But this is such a great prayer for us. Thank you for sharing that so much. Mm-hmm. I, a prayer request could be someone else's praise report. So I'm just going to say praise on that because I needed that to carry with me this week. And thank you, Marie, um, as we will keep you in prayer. Yeah. Absolutely. Today, I found myself in a place where I was running out of patience. So thank you for this reminder. And and reflecting on that moment, I was running out of patience today. I was like, you know what? I was also running out of empathy for, the, for, for, this, for this person I was interacting with. And so like, just also pray for some empathy as well, because with that, I think comes patience from, from my experience. A good practice in patience, any of us plant mamas or zaddies or um, or whoever's out there, listen to me. A seed will teach you patience. Like, you know, I've been watching a lot of these TikToks where they'll take like a, they'll be like, this, you get an avocado pit and you wrap it in a wet paper towel and then throw it in the closet <laughs> for two weeks. I'm like, two weeks? I'm like, I have to wait two weeks for results? I need the, I need this, I need to be eating the avocado already. Do you know? I'm like very product oriented. I'm not process oriented. Patience is a virtue and we need to practice more of that. But as you take us to our praise report. All right. Our praise report comes to us from Paul. Paul says, I love your show. I am in a very conservative environment at work, and your podcast is standing in the gap of my longing for community. How can I support your show? Are you considering a Patreon or something similar? Well, Paul, I am glad you asked. (laughs) So funny you brought that up. Uh, (laughs) There's lots of ways that you could support us. Let's Uh start at the bare minimum. The bare minimum is when someone goes, I'm only fans. When someone says, yes, if you follow both of our OnlyFans, um, no. Honestly, the bare minimum is follow us, please. Like, stay part of the community. You're mm-hmm. saying you're longing for a community? We are here. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Give us five stars on a podcast and make sure you follow us so you get a notification mm-hmm. every week when we have something new coming out. There are other things you can do. You can be even bigger supporter by contributing like you did right now, making a praise report, going onto our website at yashisuspod.com and just sharing your soul with us, letting us know what's on your mind. Who are you? Are you happy? Do you like the show? Do you have a gripe? Do you have a question? I mean, some, some people just, Do you have an episode idea? Yeah, some people just... A song? That's what I was just about to say, uh, praise God. Some people, when they like call up and they just leave a message, it evokes a whole episode idea. Yeah. So be a part of our community. Um, that would be awesome. Now, you're being very specific here. You're saying, uh, do you have a Patreon or something? You're literally saying... I want to give you some money, which, hey, by the way, thank you. Uh, this show costs a lot. And we get pretty close to, you know, teetering on, oh, we got to save the farm. But you know what? Well, <laughs> we're going to be here. And this is a big dedication and love from all of us. So when someone actually wants to contribute, we really are grateful for that. And we have a thing called Buy Us a Coffee. As he's a pumpkin spice bitch, mm-hmm. I, me, I'm a, it's not an actual coffee. See, it's a joke. It's called Buy Us a Coffee. But in actuality, you're giving us something at the, for the price of a cup of coffee. For the price of a cup of coffee, you could keep Yash Jesus running. <laughs> so it's basically that. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Yash Jesus pod. Or even more, as you tell him about the big one, like super VIP. Like, you know, if we're, you know, we're going to let you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You can become a monthly sponsor and you can do that right now. A monthly sponsor? That's major. You can do that right now by going to anchor.fm slash 
Yes, Jesus. Again, anchor.fm slash yes, Jesus. Papa Paul, I'm waiting on you, daddy. <laughs> that is the big, that's the big one. If the big one is the monthly sponsor, but, there, but there's so many ways to help. And we just want you to continue to be a part of our community. You're already doing it by leaving us a praise report. And we hallelujah for Paul today. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Oh, we appreciate that. Um, hey, we're going to be right back with the same, the same fervor and excitement uh, and the scripture of the day. <laughs> Hey all, I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, actor, Christian, conversion therapy survivor, and super fun gay guy. And you are listening to Yes, Jesus. And now it's time for the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Now it's time for the scripture of the day. It's soul food. I'm just tricking you. I was going in a whole different direction. I was trying to trick you. We're on the same page. Well, what's the scripture of the day, Ozzy? It comes to us from John chapter 19, verse 26 through 27. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. Oh, this is my mom. My my mom, we (laughs) call her Mother Goose because she's like the old woman in the shoes. She's got everybody. In high school, she used to have everybody coming in the house all the time and taking care of everyone. She's told all my gay friends, I'm your mother. And she even (laughs) did a whole, she had this whole breakdown um, when marriage equality happened on Periscope where she was just saying out to the world, listen to me, any gay kid out there, okay? If you don't have a mother, I'm your mother, okay? I'm the mother. So it's my, my People love uh, when they connect with my mom, Noni Didi, online. Uh, you know, but did you know that um, before, you know, my mom didn't, there were people who had to teach my mom all of this kind of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. There were moms that had been fighting for a really long time for uh, their LGBTQ uh, children. Mm-hmm. And do you know PFLAG? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. That organization for our parents and our siblings and our friends, uh, it produces some great mama bears and daddy wolves. And <laughs> we've had some ferocious mama bears on this show before. Yeah. And today we are going to talk about PFLAG, the powerhouse international organization for parents, family members, friends, and allies for the LGBTQ community. Now, PFLAG once stood for the parents and friends of lesbians and gays, although today... It's just referred to as PFLAG because their work goes much beyond just gay and lesbian people. That's right. PFLAG has over 200,000 chapters and over 400 chapters in every state in the United States, providing confidential peer support, education, and advocacy to LGBTQ plus people, their parents, and families and allies. You know, it's so interesting the type of people uh, that end up going to beef. Like, it's everything from the proud mom with the son. And, you know, I have a, a friend who isn't even out to his mom, but his mom goes to PFLAG meetings. Mm-hmm. And I find that so odd, you that know, but look at, look at how she's like, Bitch, I know. but look at how this. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, look at the support that's yeah, there. You know, I, truly. I, I was like, you're not out to your mom and she goes to PFLAG meetings? Like, <laughs> that, that just seemed like a dream scenario for coming out. You know, yeah. it, took, it was a journey for me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's really good for, you know, questioning parents that are on the fence. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good place to go. It's a good resource to say, hey, maybe my kid might be gay. I need to, I just need the support of other parents here. Um, who can help me out here because it takes a village. Yeah, the only PFLAG meeting I've ever been to was in a church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. 
Um, so they do happen at churches, honey, a lot of them. Um, so very grateful for that support system that the local oh, I did, you know, I didn't even realize that the, you know, that the origin of PFLAG actually was in a church. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. And to unpack that, we need to tell the story of Jean Manford. She was a quiet, petite teacher from Queens, New York. Oh, I could already tell where this is going. Whenever someone is described as quiet and petite, you know they're going to get ferocious. They're going to be like, <laughs> Well, Jean had one son who took his own life, and her other son, Morty, was beaten up at a protest in 1972. Morty was handing out leaflets protesting an op-ed in the New York's Daily News with the classy title of any old job for homos. The op-ed, unlike the one in our Gay Christian News segment today, called gay people fairies, nancies, swishes, fags, and lezzies. While handing out leaflets, Morty got the Shiloh kicked out of him by a New York City firefighter. And of course, the firefighter was never charged for the crime. Instead, Morty was arrested and charged. And the police called Jean to inform her that her son had been arrested. The officer added... And you know he's homosexual. And this is what makes Jean a badass mama bear. She responded to the office, yes, I know. Why are you bothering him? Mm -hmm. The assault on Morty disturbed Jean so much that she wrote a letter to the editor of the New York Post in April of 1972 that stated, I have a homosexual son and I love him. It was the first published letter of its kind from a parent expressing love for her gay child. Oh my God, I want to read that. That's incredible. Uh, yes, this, you know, is the episode of so many op-eds. So, 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 so many op-eds. <laughs> also, the New York Post, that's quite an outlet for the LGBTQs. In July of 1972, Jean Manford marched with Morty in New York's Christopher Street Liberation Day March, which we now know today as the Pride March. This was only the third such march after the Stonewall Riots, which were in 1969. Of course, back then, the marches weren't as popular as they are today. Anyway, Gina showed up at that march, and she carried a sign that said, Parents of gays, unite in support of our children. Because, both, because of both the letter and her fabulous sign, Jean was approached by tons of young queers. They hugged her and cried. They asked for her help intervening with their parents and family members. She was asked for advice by other parents. The demand was so great that they decided they needed to set up an organization to meet regularly. That is the beginning of PFLAG. Now, what does the church have anything to do with this? For that part of the story, we need to introduce you to Reverend Clarence Edward Egan Jr. He was openly gay while he was the pastor of a United Methodist Church in the 1970s. Imagine that. Now, what did he see? What did he experience? He was active in the gay rights movement. So let's check this out. In the 1950s, he led a Christian discussion group with the Mattachin Society, New York, and was on its board of directors. Secondly, he was also a spiritual counselor for the Daughters of Belitis. Which is unique because the Madison Society was largely made of men, but this mm -hmm. was a woman's queer organization, and he was on both. He worked with both. Correct. Lastly, he was on a panel at the fifth annual National Madison Conference at the Barbizon Plaza Hotel in 1958. Reverend Egan was an early supporter of PFLAG and offered to host the first meeting at the Metropolitan Duane United uh, Methodist Church. 
The church still exists to this day, although after a few mergers, it's now called the Church of the Village, and it's in the West Village of New York City, just blocks from the Stonewall Inn, Hmm. another queer sacred space. That first meeting was held on March 11th, 1973. That first meeting also had only 20 people in attendance. What do you think they talked about? Do you think they had any idea how big they would become? Well, PFLAG isn't the only queer group that the church hosted. The Salsa Soul Sisters, yeah, say that three a times black fast. and Latina <laughs> lesbian group, was founded in 1974 by Reverend Dolores Jackson, Sonia Bailey, Harriet Alston, and others to provide a community and discussion group for lesbians of color as an alternative to the bar scene. I love that. Where they had also faced racial discrimination because you think the gay bars back then weren't (laughs) segregated? You'd be wrong. I know. It's also where the Metropolitan Community Church of New York met for a while. Yep. PFLAG met at the church until 1996 when Jean left the city. In the next years, similar groups sprang up around the country offering safe havens and mutual support for parents with gay and lesbian children. Now, this is a real nasty part of the story, but Reverend Egan was forced into early retirement in 1977 because he was openly gay. The Methodist Church deemed him, quote, unable to fulfill his responsibilities as a pastor, unquote. This was when the United Methodist Church began to turn away from embracing LGBTQ people as part of its civil and human rights work. However, the Church of the Village, as it is known now, continues to be a leader in LGBTQ inclusion in the church, fighting policies that would exclude them. Love that. In 2017, the Church of the Village attempted to make amends for the Methodist Church's treatment and dismissal of both Reverend Egan. The Church sent a petition for a formal apology to the New York Annual Methodist Conference and dedicated plaques in honor of Reverend Egan. PFLAG went on to become a national organization in 1981 and added formal advocacy to its mission. The organization formed many chapters, which also met in churches, as well as homes, libraries, and community centers. They're still holding meetings to this day at local chapters. They're reaching out to other parents. They're talking to some on the fence parents about the best way to love and accept their child. Like I always say, don't with the pee flag mom. (laughs) That's right. Well, Morty Manford died of complications from AIDS in 1992. Gene Manford died in January 2013. A month later, President Obama awarded her the Presidential Citizens Medal at the White House. The Manfords have a street corner named after them in Flushing, Queens, and a post office in Jackson Heights has been named after Jean and her husband, Jules, which is incredible. Um, I used to live in Jackson Heights. I love that. that. They got the flowers that they deserve. very gay neighborhood. Very gay neighborhood. Here are a few things you might not know that PFLAG did. In the early 1990s, PFLAG chapters in Massachusetts helped pass the first safe schools legislation in the country. In the mid-1990s, a PFLAG family was responsible for the Department of Education's ruling that Title IX also protected gay and lesbian students from harassment based on sexual orientation. One time... Christian with a hard R, Pat Robertson, (laughs) threatened to sue any station that carried the Project Open Mind advertisements. The media coverage from Pat's little trick drew national attention to PFLAG's message, linking hate speech with harmful outcomes like hate crimes and LGBTQ teens taking their lives. You know who else that sounds like? Donald Trump suing just to get his Mm -hmm. little way. Well, all of this is because a mama bear held a sign 
and then hosted a meeting at a church in the West Village. So thank God. Look at how much you can do. Look at how much one person can do. That's right. Um, It all starts with hugs from a mom, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, That sounds nice. You guys, we're giving you a big mom hug today. Like, cause you know, sometimes we have to fill in the spaces for our parents um, and for and for people in our community. We find our own tribe. Um, and sometimes, you know, not everyone's lucky to have a great relationship with their mom. But I tell you what, there are communities out there. There are people out there with their arms open waiting to hug you. Um, and we're giving you a big hug today yep. for your tithe, love offering, charity, act of good. We want you to visit PFLAG's website and find the chapter closest to you. Be ready to refer the organization to anyone who needs support in coming out. Well, we need support in community, engaging with each other, learning from each other, vibing regularly. If you're feeling lonely, please reach out to us. We just want to know who you are and feel your presence. Go to our website, yashjesuspod.com, and leave us a message. Uh, we also want to spread the love out there to other queer Christian music artists. If you're a queer Christian musician and you want us to play one of your songs, send us an email to contact at Pod with a link to where we can find an MP3 file so we can play that song and consider it. Y'all, we're going to bow our heads for the closing prayer. You're ready to pray. Um, it's the prayer segment of our show. That's right. So fall on your knees, Azzy. Fall on your knees. Well, we are opening our prayer segment with the Drag Queen Prayer directly from RuPaul's Dragon in Los Angeles. We were there in May and asked drag queens to offer up a prayer for the Yas Jesus community. So we'll open today's prayer segment with the Drag Queen Prayer direct from RuPaul's Dragon LA. Because every time a drag queen prays, an angel gets a glue stick for her eyebrows. <laughs> and today we'll hear from our friend, Jasmine Kennedy. The LGBTQ community out there that is going through this hardship time would definitely be to find your community and live with them and just be with them. And regardless of what the government is doing right now, know that your community has your back. And these are the people that, you know, when we don't have our family members that are really there for us and will get us through these hard times. Now, with that being said, you know, if you're in an environment where you're you don't have your community and things like that, you know, find safe outlets outside of the household that will, you know, welcome you and make you feel comforted. You know, with everything going on in Florida and Oklahoma and all these places, we are getting stripped of all of our rights without even having a choice of it because a Republican Party wants to dominate this field and make it like this hands made tailway when it really it's just fucked and the world needs to get to a better place and stop overthinking sexuality and gender and just start focusing on like, I don't know how we're like in trillions dollars of debt and like how like we're spending billions on like guns and military when like we really could be doing that for healthcare and like refunding the police distribution of like going to healthcare workers and things like that. It's just not working right now and it needs to change. So find your community and be positive. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Jasmine, you're so fierce. Uh, we want to, God, we want to thank you for our strong and fierce allies like Gene Manford, and for those mama bears like Sarah Cunningham out there who are just writing letters and carrying signs and doing whatever they could do for their LGBTQ kids and all the rest of us. Let us all have the strength to be vocal like Gene Manford and the Reverend Stephen Paulinkus. May his op-ed get read widely and taken seriously, open people's minds to the true meaning of religious freedom in the United States and all around the world. And we listened to Marie pray for peace and patience for all of us. Let's repeat Marie's prayer here. Mm -hmm. God of peace, your word states that it is better to be a patient person than a warrior. It is better to have self-control than to conquer a city. 
I pray that I hold my peace and remain patient in all things. I declare that I will not react out of emotion. Instead, I will reflect and wait before I act. Patience is better to have than power. So Lord, help me remain patient. And finally, we give you thanks for generous-hearted listeners like Paul. Thank you that he is hearing a ministry he loves and wants to support. Empower him and others to listen, to be generous and continue to support this ministry. Uh, God, we are so grateful for everyone out there that's listening. We are so grateful for the opportunity to get together despite wherever we are in the world. And we are so grateful for our community here at Yash Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. If you like the show, you know, listen to Paul, make a donation, buy us a coffee. <laughs> it's not really a coffee. You just press a button and it's like the price of a coffee, but then you're buying us things. Yes, it's right <laughs> on our webpage. Also, consider becoming a monthly sponsor. Uh, that's the that's the big time. Uh, you can find the link to do so in the show notes. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review or share with a friend. Doing so helps us reach new people and keep this show running. That's right. You can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website, yasjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. Yeah, send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, episode ideas, guest ideas, or even just the I love my gay son. <laughs> we would love to hear from you. Yash Jesus is hosted by me, someone's gay son, Danny Francesi. <laughs> and Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray and Meredith Pauly. We are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, God loves you just as you are. That's it. That's the, that's the, that's that's the, the tea, spice honey. of life. That's the tea. <laughs> Keep praising the Lord, y'all.